0: Hello I'm Tom Wilkinson and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced learners of English. Have you ever thought about starting your own country? Maybe you don't like the government or laws in the country of your birth. Perhaps you want your people to make their own rules. Or maybe you just think it would be cool to be president of your own nation. Well today I'll give you a quick introduction in how to found a new country but first check out my instagram page thinking in english podcast or the link is in the description and head over to the blog thinking in for full transcripts of today's and every episode here is today's vocabulary list As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. Recognised. Recognised. If someone or something is recognised, it is generally accepted that that person or thing has a particular position or is of a particular standard. For example... If you decide to study English abroad, make sure the qualifications you receive are from a recognized provider. Defined. Defined. Clearly showing the edge, shape, or limits of something. As in, I have a clearly defined role at work. To declare. To declare. To announce or express something clearly, publicly and officially. As in, a government declared a state of emergency due to the pandemic. Territory. Territory. Land, or sometimes sea, that is considered as belonging to or connected with a particular country or person. For example, the UN is sending aid to the disputed territory. Independent. Independent. An independent country is not governed or ruled by another country. For instance, Belize became fully independent from Britain in 1981. Sovereign. Sovereign. Having the highest power or being completely independent. As in, we must respect the rights of sovereign states to conduct their own affairs. Eligibility. Eligibility. Having the necessary qualities or satisfying the necessary conditions. For example, the eligibility rules prevent children from entering the competition. Straightforward. Straightforward easy to understand, or simple. For example, just follow the signs to Milton Keynes. It's very straightforward. One of the ways I like to spend my free time is by visiting second-hand and antique stores. You can often find unique, quirky, and rare objects full of history, and difficult to find on Amazon or other websites. At the weekend, I browsed aisles and aisles of old computer parts, vintage Japanese video games, snowboards, refrigerators, and jewelry. However, the item that stood out to me was an old map. I've always liked maps, and as a teenager, I tried to learn every country's capital city and flag. I wasn't successful. The map I saw in the second-hand store was a Japanese-made world map, which I thought might be useful for helping me to learn country names in that language. On further study, however, I realised the map was from the 1980s. Not a problem, right? Well, actually it, it is. Many of the countries on that map no longer exist and have been replaced by new, independent nations. I'm sure it is a strange thing to think about for most of us, but countries are not permanent or natural things. Of course, the land exists, and it exists for a long time, but a country is a human invention. Without humans, countries wouldn't exist. And at some point, all of our countries came into existence. And at some point, they will all end. For some of us, you know, our countries might last for thousands of years into the future. But for some of you listening, and maybe even me, our countries won't last that long. What if you wanted to make your own country? What if you were tired with the rules and laws um, in your country and your government was not treating you well? Can you create a new country? How would you even start going about founding a new country? Well, first, you should know it's not easy to be a country. You have to manage the economy, develop industries and the environment, build infrastructure, keep the population happy, create laws and rules. And even if you do all of that successfully, A rival may invade you and ruin all of your plans. In many ways, it is quite remarkable that we have around 200 independent and relatively stable countries in 2021. I just said that there are 200 countries right now, but that brings up an important question What is a country? Well, there are a few things necessary to be a country some land, people who live on that land permanently, and a government. There could be a large group of people who are culturally and politically similar, and they may even have a government. But if they don't have a defined territory, if they don't have land, it's very, very difficult to be a country. A country must also be recognized by other countries, and have the ability to make deals and agreements with other countries. A good starting point for answering how many countries there are is looking at the members of the United Nations. Because all recognised countries are supposed to be members of the UN. There are 193 members of the UN. So, there are 193 countries, right? Well, not quite. For starters, there are two additional observers to the, U- to the UN, uh, the Vatican and Palestine, who are recognised by many UN members. So often the number of countries will be listed as 195. Well, there are six other partially recognised countries not full members of the UN. Taiwan, Western Sahara, Kosovo, South Ossetia, Abkhazia, and Northern Cyprus. These are all places with a defined population, uh, a defined territory, governments, self-control, but they are not recognised by a majority of UN members. In the case of Taiwan in particular, it has major international involvement, conducts trade all around the world and has representatives overseas but it is claimed by China. So if we include these six countries then there would be 201 countries in the world. Well how about countries not recognized by any UN members? There are places like uh, the Cook Islands in the Pacific or the Isle of Man between Britain and Ireland, which often act like independent countries, have self-rule, make their own laws, but they're not recognised internationally, and they do not try to be countries. And then, there are actually three states that have declared independence, but do not have any recognition internationally. Somaliland, Transnistria, and Nagorno-Karabakh, I apologize for my pronunciation. So depending on who you are and where you come from, you may have a very different opinion about what is and isn't a country. And what are the oldest and newest countries in the world? Well, these are also not as simple to answer as you first think. It, again, it's related to the question of what is a country and when, when did countries develop? Thousands of years ago, the ancient city-states of Athens in Europe, Chichen Itza in the Americas, or Ur in Mesopotamia, were powerful, influential, and important. But they weren't really countries by modern standards. They were microstates or the massive territories of the Roman Empire, the Mongol Empire, or the Han Dynasty. They weren't really countries either. Take Egypt and China as examples. How old are they? Well, if you search online for the world's oldest countries, the likes of Egypt, Iran, China, Japan and Ethiopia are always at the top of the rankings. but are the ancient civilizations that existed there thousands of years ago the same as today's modern countries? I would say no. I would say that they're not the same. For example, did the modern country we know as Egypt start in 3000 BC when the first dynasty was created by the first pharaoh? Or did Egypt begin a thousand years ago with the Fatimid Caliphate, or did the country we currently call Egypt originate in 1922 once it was internationally recognized as independent? Perhaps modern Egypt, you know, began in 1922, even though people would say it's 5,000 years old. And how about China? Is today's China the same as the ancient people known to live there 7,000 years ago? Most historians would say no. The current China was either born in 1911, when the final dynasty ended, or or possibly 1949, when the Communist Democratic Republic of China came into existence. Think about your own country. When did the country that you live in begin to exist? There are probably a few possible dates. right? I'm British, um, and it's very difficult for me to say when the UK came into existence. Was it when the Romans invented, uh, invaded? Was it when the Normans invaded in 1066? Was it when England and Scotland merged together to form the United Kingdom? I don't know. There are a lot of different ways of thinking about the oldest countries in the world. So you can rank countries either by the earliest form of government or by the date that they became sovereign states. If you go by the first criteria, you know, the earliest form of government, then Iran, Egypt, Vietnam, Armenia and Korea are probably the oldest countries. They all had Some form of government in a defined territory with a defined population thousands of years ago. However, if you choose to go by the date that the country became sovereign states, well, then Japan, China, the European microstate San Marino, France, and Austria are probably the oldest countries because they had sovereign constitutions. How about new countries? In the 1990s, every week there seemed to be a new country coming into existence. As the Soviet Union crashed and burned, 15 new sovereign countries emerged from the ashes, including Kazakhstan, Estonia and, of course, Russia. A few few years later, the Eastern European communist countries also began to collapse. And the likes of Bosnia and Herzegovina, Slovakia and the Czech Republic all became independent nations. However, since the year 2000 there have only been five or four, depending on who you ask, new countries. East Timor in 2002, Montenegro and Serbia both in 2006, Kosovo in 2008, but Kosovo is not fully recognized and South Sudan in 2011. And in the next 10 years, uh, the Bougainville, Bougainville region of Papua New Guinea is also scheduled to become an independent country by 2027. So have you ever thought about starting your own country? What would you need to do to make your own country? Well, the first step is to make sure that your new country meets all of the eligibility criteria. I mentioned the criteria earlier. You need to have a defined territory, a permanent population, and a government. These are the three minimum requirements found in international law. If you meet the criteria, you can move on to the next step. Step two of making your own country is to declare independence. To tell the world that your land, people and government are now an independent country. This puts your country in the same category as Somaliland or Transnistria. Places that have declared independence and control themselves but have not been officially recognised. In fact, just because you declare independence doesn't mean that you will be respected if this was the case anyone and everyone would be trying to make their own countries however places like Somaliland and Transnistria have enough enough support and um, to control themselves and to prevent in Somaliland's case, Somalia or Transnistria's case, I think it's Romania, prevent those countries from taking control again. Step three is to get recognised. What is the point in having a country if no one recognises you? International recognition is what gives a country its international influence. The ability to trade, participate in sporting competitions, attend international meetings, and much more. It is completely up to the existing countries, whether they recognise your country or not. Sometimes, it can be straightforward to get recognition, especially if there has been a peaceful decision, referendum, and no one opposes it. Other times, it is not easy to get recognised as a country. Just ask Taiwan. Palestine and Northern Cyprus, they are recognized by some UN members, but not all. These countries' problems lie in the fact that the country they broke from, the country from which they want to be independent, so China for Taiwan, Israel for Palestine, and Cyprus for Northern Cyprus, resist the independence attempts. So if you want to make your own country, make sure that you are on good terms with the country from which you want to leave. And finally, you should try to join the UN. Once you are recognised, once you have declared independence, send in that application to the UN. If you are admitted to the UN, it is a clear sign that you are a real country. And actually applying to become a member of the UN is quite simple. You just need to write a letter. It doesn't even need to be a long letter. Montenegro applied in 2006 with about three sentences. You can find their letter online. Honestly, it's one paragraph. The hard part is not the application, but getting accepted. Two-thirds of the UN General Assembly must approve your application. So unless you have some good friends already, it might make it difficult to join. Politics are often the biggest problem. Taiwan will probably never be able to join the UN with China as a member of the Security Council. Although technically Taiwan was a member of the UN until 1971 when it was kicked out and replaced with China. And Kosovo. Will probably never be able to join the uh, UN due to Russia's support of Serbia. So here is today's final thought. So those are the steps you need to take to make your own country. Get a territory, get some people and a government. Declare independence, get recognized, join the UN. Simple right? Well Maybe not simple, but if you are patient and have some powerful friends, it is definitely possible to make an independent country. Even if you don't manage to be completely recognized as a country, it doesn't mean you can't be a successful area. Taiwan is not recognized, and it is economically powerful and probably the best democracy in Asia. And even if you don't have any territory, there might still be some hope for your country. The Sovereign Order of Malta has diplomatic relations with over 100 countries, its own passport, which you can actually use to travel internationally, and is invited to participate in the UN meetings, even though it doesn't have any land. Yep, no land at all. No territory, apart from a house in Rome, I think. So don't be discouraged. Maybe one day you can make your own country. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review or rating, recommend it to your friends, or let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is Thinking in English Podcast. The link should be in the description. Uh, And make sure you check out the Thinking in English blog. I love hearing from listeners and I really appreciate all of the messages I have received over the past few months. Feel free to send me a message or give me some advice or recommend a topic. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.